with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, what then are you? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. to see Santa Claus while her parents were shopping at the mall. And she climbed on old Santa's lap. The jolly old man asked, well, have you been a good little girl this year? She paused. No, I haven't. But I've been to confession. (laughs) Confession. Over the years, our world, even our church, has sent mixed signals about the need for confession. The noted psychiatrist, Dr. Carl Menninger, was the founder of the famous Menninger Psychiatric Clinic. Fifty years ago, he wrote a book entitled, Whatever Became of Sin. Dr. Menninger, who's not a Catholic, called the denial of sin a social sickness. Although some people like to think so, the sacrament of penance is not optional for Catholics. The teaching of the church 
is that a Catholic who has committed a mortal sin may only be forgiven through sacramental confession. To be a Catholic in good standing, one must receive Holy Communion at least once a year. But we cannot receive Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin. So Catholics who have committed serious sin in order to receive communion must go to confession at least once a year. Now, if one has committed no serious sins, it's not required. Yet physical health and spiritual health have parallels. Unless you are seriously sick, you don't absolutely have to see a doctor. But people who never go to the doctor, even for routine checkups, are not the sharpest knives in the drawer. An old Scottish proverb says, confession is good for the soul. Another classic objection is, why do we have to confess our sins to a priest? Can't we just tell God we are sorry in our hearts? Catholics confess our sins to God through the priest. Then the priest, speaking with the authority of Christ, imparts God's forgiveness. The bottom line is that this is the way our Lord set things up. It's in scripture. The people who object to confessing sins to some priest should tell our Lord that he made a mistake. He informed God that he did not have to institute the sacrament of penance. But the worst excuse comes from people <clears throat> who think they don't sin. Life is all about them, so is morality. People will say, oh, I don't think missing Mass on Sunday is a mortal sin. I don't believe living together without being married is a sin. I don't believe gossip or a few lies are that sinful. Well, that's nice, but God does. There are lots of people who don't think that smoking is bad for your lungs. Try doing 90 miles an hour over here down Meridian Street. When the cops pull you over for doing 90 and a 40, tell the officer you don't think that is speeding. See how far you get. How do we go to confession? What should we do? Well, first, make a good examination of conscience. What are my sins? Take some time to think about what you want to say. Running through the Ten Commandments is an excellent exercise. There are helpful folders in the back near the reconciliation rooms. Or you can just Google an examination of conscience. If nothing else, just focus on key areas of responsibility. God, family, others, myself. If you can't think of any sins, just ask your spouse or somebody who knows you. They'll help you come up with a list. Second, upon arriving at the place for confession, we walk in. There should be a provision to remain anonymous behind a screen, or you may sit across from the priest face to face. Whatever is, is most comfortable, whatever setting enables you to open your heart fully. Start by making the sign of the cross, then the priest says a brief prayer, 
And it's key to let him know approximately how long it's been since your last confession. Three months or 30 years? It makes a difference. If you think it's helpful, let the confessor know your status in life. Married or single, student, adult, and so forth. Actually, nothing beats the good old formula, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. My last confession was however long ago. Third, there is the confession of sins. Mention the worst ones first. Get them off your chest. Call a spade a spade. Be clear, be concise. Just saying, oh, I broke the commandments, is not clear enough. Did you use God's name in vain? Steal a quarter? Or murder your spouse? There is a difference. On the other hand, a lot of circumstantial evidence is not necessary. The priest does not need to hear all about your childhood, your parents, your old lovers, your employers. Confession is about you, not them. A confessor does not need to know that you resent your sister-in-law because you discovered she dated your hairdresser's third husband while they were still married, but he was in a wheelchair recovering from surgery when his second wife attacked him over a German shepherd puppy that was part of their divorce settlement. No. All you need to say is you were angry with a person. That's enough. Save the drama. It can be helpful to mention special circumstances, things like, I've been under a lot of pressure lately. I'm unemployed. I have been away from the church for years, and so forth. Lots of details are not necessary, and we don't have express lines for six sins or less. And fourth, the priest will give you some brief advice, a penance, then ask you to express your sorrow. We should have the prayer, an act of contrition memorized. If not, we have a card with a version of the prayer printed on it in the confessional. Our penance is a symbolic act, again, indicating our sorrow and a promise to do better. Last, the priest gives you absolution, God's pardon. This is the essential part. Christ gave his church the power to forgive sins. The church does this when the priest says the prayer of absolution. He speaks for Christ. When the priest says, I absolve you from your sins, those are the words of our Lord spoken through his priest. If we are sorry, our sins are really forgiven. Forget them. God has. What peace. Confessions are heard seven days a week at St. Luke. We have three excellent opportunities for confession this week at the North Deanery Penance Services. This afternoon at 2 o'clock at St. Thomas Aquinas. Tomorrow night, Monday at 7 o'clock over at St. Matthew. And Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock at St. Lawrence. Several priests will be hearing confessions. Evening confessions here will begin earlier this coming Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Check the bulletin. People often ask, how often should they go to confession? It varies. Well, in times of intense temptation, one might need to go to confession every day. But a good rule of thumb is about 
once a month or every two months. Confession can bring about a peace not found elsewhere. Therapists or counselors can work with patients for years, but they will never be able to pronounce on the part of Christ himself those words, I absolve you from your sins. Not Santa Claus, but God himself asks us if we have been good all year. And unless you are the Blessed Mother, the answer is probably no. But our next line should be, but I've been to confession. As together say creed, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before.